All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today, I got Kelly Glover with us. She is the founder of the Talent Squad. She specializes in helping authors get ready for publicity. Kelly teaches you how to refine your messaging, pitch the media, and prepare for interviews. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tyler. Of course. I'm grateful to have you here. We just discovered we're only about maybe two hours away from each other, so that's kind of cool. Um, and I want to ask you, how did you get into this? How, how did you start the Talent Squad? What's the background? So I actually don't... Okay, so let's get this out of the way. I'm Australian. That's where the accent comes from. I'm in <laughs> New York right now, but I actually went to college in Ohio, believe it or not. So I'm a graduate of Ohio University. Um, I did media there. I was an intern in Hollywood interviewing celebrities and for film company Miramax. Ended up in broadcast radio as an announcer and got into podcasting. So my first podcast was in 2007. That's when it was basically a radio show minus the songs, minus the commercials. And then I ended up, um, you know, writing show notes, pitching for another company, producing podcasts. And now I started the Talent Squad, which um, I get my own clients booked on podcasts. Got it. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, and then how did you specifically... Um, Because you said in helping authors get ready for publicity. So how do you help them um, to get ready? Like what's the preparation process? Yeah. So we found a lot of clients coming to us were entrepreneurs and a lot of them had books, which were self-published books. And then what we realized is they were saying, Hey, I want to get publicity for my book, but I'm, I don't really know what to talk about. I'm an expert. And so we found that having the preparation upfront was crucial to getting the actual interviews booked because people, even though they're an expert and they've written a book, written a book about it, they didn't actually know what to talk about, what was important and what to pitch the media. So we think, okay, well, where are the chapter titles? Who, what audience are you talking to? What kind of shows do you want to talk to, to go on? Um, do you have hooks for your messaging? What topics are you talking on? So we just went through the whole process um, with the authors and also making sure you've got your pitch assets in place. Do you have your headshots ready? Do you have your cover of your book ready? Are you ready with that messaging to go and pitch the shows? And then once you land the shows, um, are you going to be able to integrate your book in the interview without sounding like a sleazy car salesman weirdo? <laughs> you know what I mean? You always see those interviews. Well, my book, in my book, on page 33 in the chapter of my book, yeah, that's not, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. But unless you know and have a practice, um, yeah, you, yeah, you won't, you won't get, be able to get the results that you want, shall we say. And then how, I guess, what do you think entices a podcaster to want to have someone on the show because like I was looking at your website you know you've gotten your clients on some you know really big uh podcasts right so I guess what what would make a podcaster you know that has a huge audience let's say be like and, and they maybe they haven't heard of this person how do you message it or deliver it to them to make them you know be interested in having that person on their show well, the first thing is you've got to make sure the email subject line is excellent because if it's not, it won't even get opened. So that's where the pitch comes into play. And to have that, you've got to have your messaging on point. And to have that ready, you need to think, what show am I pitching? What audience do they have? And what problem does their audience have that I can solve? Because again, hey, I've got a book. I want to come on your podcast. No one's going to say yes to that. So it's not actually about the book. It's about you as the expert writer of the book. So 
So it's more about the author than the book itself. The author is the expert and the book is the proof of the expertise and um, getting people to that a little bit later on. So it's not necessarily about selling books up front. It's more about the expertise up front. Got it. That makes sense. Very cool. So when you're not, um, when you're not working, what do you like to do like in your free time? I'd love to say I climb mountains or something, but honestly, right now it's Netflix. Oh yeah. I'm just, yeah, there's so many good shows out and I can't wait for Breaking Bad to come out. What about you? Gosh, I know that is going to be sick. (laughs) Yeah. I keep checking the dates and and then I'm like, should I go back to the beginning? Should I watch it? Then last night I was on a little bit of I Better Call Saul and then I wasn't sure. So yeah, I'm just waiting for Breaking Bad to come out. I've already watched it twice. I feel like, yeah. Wait, have you, have you watched, you watched the whole, all the seasons of Breaking Bad? Yeah. Twice? Yeah. Yo, that is freaking awesome. It's been uh, on for a long time. I feel like I need to, you know, in my defense, it has been out for many, 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 many years. True. (laughs) No, it's just, I I actually, when I was traveling, um, I was traveling abroad, I think this was when I was like 20 or 21 and I just heard about it. And then, you know, on the long train rides, I was over in Europe um, and I just couldn't believe, I was like, I watched one episode. I was like, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. I was like, this is so good. And then I just binged it like crazy. You know, this is a very binge worthy show. Oh, you don't have to convince. I will. And yeah, so I watched it once by myself and then I watched, I love watching it with other people for the first time because you know what's coming up and it's, it's so, yeah. you're just looking at them thinking, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm pretty much like that with any series. Yeah. I'm waiting for the crown. I've got a whole long laundry list. Got it. Okay. I'd love to be highbrow. Nope. I'm not. No. Hey, that's fair. Listen, there is so many good shows out there. So I, I'm with you. Um, so back to your business real quick, because, and you tell me if if I'm wrong, but from what I can tell, it looks like you have like a, right now, a four person team. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. Mm -hmm. So tell me like, what's, what, what's like the behind the scenes, like kind of systems for, for the business? Like what is each person doing? Cause obviously what you're doing is working. So I'm like wondering, and obviously, you know, we, we would want people to use your service, but let's just say if somebody wanted to create their own, like, so tell your competition how we can compete. <laughs> yeah. So we also have the Talent Squad Academy because we realize that, yeah, if you're an author and you're a self-published author, you may not have the budget to do it, but you do need the skills if you're going to pitch out. So you need to have all that messaging in place that we were talking about, your talking points, your one sheet, your media vault. And then the outreach pitching. So a lot of people will suggest, you know, just do these uh, copy and paste things in the emails. But we suggest doing actual researching the show, seeing what the audience is, what the last episodes of the show were, who your competition on that show was. So you're not offering up the same, look where the white space is, right? So you need to figure out every show individually and then write a pitch catered specifically to that host. Um, As far as systems and processes go, there's a lot in vetting vetting a single show. So you're looking for the audio, you're looking for, first of all, do they have guests on the show? Um, What's the back catalog? How frequently do they publish? Um, what other guests have been on the show that you may be similar or different to? What's the white space? Where, what are people not talking about but should be? What's the audio like? How are they presenting the show? Like there's a million things you should look at for are you a fit to be on the show? And also is the show a fit for you? You don't want to go and pitch the highest of the high show if you've got two followers and have never been on a podcast. That is 
for down the road when you've put in your runs on the board and you've got that experience and you can absolutely nail it. Yeah, I, I agree with that because, and I, I'm so glad that you brought that up and you, you had some really great points there. Is, you know, a lot of people that I'll talk to, they'll say like, listen, I'm really busy. I only want to be in the top shows. And I'm like, well, listen, you only get to the top shows once you've gone through like other shows. Like you have to show, and, and really you wouldn't want to be on a top show, quote unquote, um, your first one, because honestly, it's pr you probably wouldn't perform that well. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, so it's all part of the process. And, and ultimately, in my opinion, and, and it depends on, you know, I, I guess, time and everything, but ultimately getting on any podcast is actually pretty cool because, you know, they have their own, even if it is a small audience and it's a newer podcast and whatever, like they still have their own little community. So it shouldn't, in my mind, it's not always about the volume of people it's about the right people um and i was actually just at this event called new media summit and um they they really dialed that in in the way they explained it um there was actually this one woman she has a podcast called the profitable photographer and uh and she also does a consulting uh where she basically helps photographers you know become profitable i don't i have no idea how she does it or anything like that but ultimately, if I remember correctly, and for everybody listening, don't quote me on this, but I think her podcast gets only like four to 500 listens per episode. But here's the deal. Every single listen is definitely somebody that's interested in being a profitable photographer, because if not, why would you listen to that show? So I think, um, and I don't know if this goes, I'm, I'm assuming it does. The reason I'm bringing this up is because it's not just about the mass audience, right? It's about the targeted audience. Exactly. The riches are in the niches. I know that's a common saying, but it's absolutely true. And if they're 500 photographers, if you were to look at a show that had thousands or hundreds of thousands of downloads, how many of those are photographers going there to find that content? Not that many. So I'd rather go on a show with 500 ideal clients yep. that are bought in than go on a show that is general, that might have a couple of photographers that aren't even actually going there for that photography information. They just happen to be there. Yep. So those people are searching for that content and it's a warm referral. The person that hosts that show is already trusted by the audience. They've got a, a really big follow, well, not big following, but a loyal following. So already you're a warm referral because that photographer has already said, hey, here's Tyler or here's Kelly. And the fact that I'm even having them on the show means that they're okay with me. So you should consider what they're saying. So yeah. the other thing is the host can also be your target audience. Maybe the host of the show is actually your ideal client. And depending on what your business is, it's not necessarily about downloads and numbers. If that client is a $10,000 client, like if they go with you and write a book, that's worth thousands of dollars as opposed to like a couple of listens, a couple of bucks on the downloads. Yeah, yeah. And I just think this is so good for people to hear because everybody is, they're just so wrapped up in, in the numbers and it's just not, it, the riches are in the niches, like you said, and there's definitely not a direct correlation. Now, there is definitely some, like Joe Rogan experience, like podcasts like that. I mean, yes, he's making a killing, and yes, he gets a ton of downloads. So, yes, there is like the exception in the 0.001% of top shows. But other than that, really, and I, I mostly discovered this recently at this event, there really is no direct correlation between downloads and like how much that 
uh, podcaster is actually making. It is more about the target because that woman, and again, for everybody listening, don't quote me on exact numbers here, but that woman has uh, some sort of coaching program to help people become profitable photographers. And she was telling us about like one week of her um, interviews that she did. She closed like three clients and I think they were at like 13 grand a pop. So even shows that have like millions of downloads, like some of them are not having $13,000 weeks in their business, you know? So there's just, there's not a direct correlation. It is about the niche and that's when you're going on shows, that's what it should be about. So I don't know. I just wanted to hit that home one more time. Yeah, No, that's super important. And you just said $13,000 client times three. Well, that's actually 39,000. So for anybody that has a show, yeah. So that's $40,000 in one show, three clients, as opposed to someone thinking I need to go on the show that has hundreds of thousands of downloads. Well, their CPM is $25 per thousand listens. So they have to have all these listens to get that same money. So I think it's just flipping it. Yeah. You're absolutely hitting the nail on the head. And, and then, you know, just on a, I guess, in the other way, right? So for people listening, what you can learn, if you did want to start a podcast, that's probably a good way to go about it is to literally name your podcast, like the, the outcome of what the listener could get, um, you know, from listening to it. And then literally like this woman, and I don't mean to keep going back to her show, but it's just- No, it's a good case study. Good case study. Yeah, right. It is because she literally interviews profitable photographers, which she could probably help scale. So she's interviewing her target client. Everybody who listens to the show is her target client. Literally her show is just attracting her customers left and right. It is, but it's also repelling the people that it isn't good for. I'm not going to listen to that show because I'm not a photographer. So therefore she's already getting rid of the people that aren't her suitable target. Yes, exactly. I just, I love it. So there's so many ways and for everybody listening too, and I'm sure you would agree with this, like the podcasting stuff is still pretty new. Like it's like you can get in right now and whether it's your own podcast or getting on other people's podcasts, like now is, is the time to do it. And it's definitely trending. Like audio is trending. Audio books are booming. Like everything audio right now, I feel like is just the buzz. So, I mean, just get, get in the game and, and start uh, getting out there with it. And you know, your, your company, um, the talent squad is, is a great way to do it. Yeah. So I think the thing there as well, Tyler, is that yes, you can start your own podcast, but podcasts, as you would know, are quite a lot of work. Um, And if you do want it, it might be a good start to guest on other people's shows so you can see how it works from the other side. So even me being a guest on your show and I know how it works, but I've seen your onboarding process. I've seen the interview process. I've seen, I've seen the process from the other side and I'd rather be a guest on you know, 52 shows a year than produce 52 shows a year because I'm reaching multiple audiences. So it depends which way you want to go, but there's, there's definitely a way for everybody. But my big caveat is if you are pitching shows, make sure you are prepared because when you pitch, and it it doesn't necessarily have to be podcasts. It can be TV, magazines, whatever. Um, You pretty much get one chance to make that first impression with that pitch. And if you're not prepared and then you're going to be in a little bit of a situation. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, I wanted to bring that up too, because you made a good point earlier is I've been reached out to or, you know, pitched, I guess you could say, um, a few times and, and they've actually uh, come to me and then they give me like an example of like an episode they listened to and a specific thing they, they liked about it. And I don't know, there's just like something about that. Because, you know, when you have your own podcast, it, it kind of is like a labor of love. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I've done like 1500 interviews. I put a lot of time into this. So when somebody actually takes the time to listen to it and doesn't 
it just feels good. So just as a technique, like even if you just listen to one episode and pick out something that you actually like and then pitch with that, I think it's kind of an ease. It's a way to ease into the uh, podcast. So. Yeah, well, you're a host. Like, let's talk about this. You've had all those 1,500 interviews. Yeah. On average, how frequently do you get pitched and what do you like and what don't you like? Oh, yeah, great question. So in the beginning, okay, so in the beginning, I wasn't getting pitched at all. Like, I actually had a team that was reaching out to get people on my show. Um, now that my show is pretty well, you know, established, I mean, 1,500 interviews is, is a lot of interviews. Um, now, every week, I mean, I'm probably getting pitched – Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably, I, I'd say 15, 20 times a week is pretty, is pretty fair um, to say getting pitched. And yeah, just like uh, you were saying earlier, I, I mean, obviously I've actually worked with somebody from your team um, directly, uh, Alex Petrarca. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the way you guys do it is perfect. Like you just make it very clear on what the person can deliver for my audience and like who they are. And then you're just like, Hey, do you want, do you want to have them on? It's, it's not like hard sell or anything. It's just like, Hey, this is what, uh, this is what they do. And uh, we know your show and you know, we thought it might be a good fit. Do you think so too? So it's like just really easy for me to say yes. And I can tell that you've done the research before as well. You, you know what I mean? Like you're not, I don't know. You're not like bringing me like farmers or something. <laughs> yeah. like, so I can tell it makes it easy for me to say yes, because now uh, like me and Alex and, and, you know, now kind of like me and your whole company, we have like this relationship um, where it's like pretty much, I, I think I've almost said yes to pretty much everyone you guys have brought me just because I now almost just like trust you, you guys as an agency and just know that it's going to be a good fit because I know that you guys do the research. And what about prep guests? So when yep. a guest comes to you, how do you want them to be prepped? Like yep. what have you, cause I'm sure in 1500 interviews, you've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah, so, yeah. so tell us about what you expect from, and especially authors in mentioning books and different things, because I know that that's your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So, um, you know, for me, I I've shifted since I started the show. So now the show is, is exactly how it is right now. It's more open conversation. So really, I just want the person to be prepared to kind of allow the conversation to go anywhere. I am personally not the type when somebody sends me a set questions and is like, hey, can you ask me these questions? I personally don't like that. I think some podcast hosts actually do prefer that. Um, but for me, that kind of feels a little like advertorial, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. Like you want me to go down this direct path that leads into your book and then into your funnel, you know? And for me, what I want to do is like, let that naturally happen. Like, you know, me and you have literally just had an open conversation, but through the open conversation, naturally we have mentioned your business and, and it wasn't planned. None of that was planned. It's just happened naturally. So for me, I think people like the naturalness better. So I guess really there's not much prep. It's more just being open to being open to being open. <laughs> yeah, but it is prep though, because it's yeah. prep on the part of the guest to be able to integrate their business like the Talent Squad Academy. See, I've just slipped that in there in the yeah. least weird way possible, but also because they need to make sure that the interview works for them. And sometimes what we find, especially with authors, is the host doesn't always read the book. So you need to come in prepared that, okay, they may not have read my book. How am I going to get it in there? Um, even though it's about you and your expertise, that's fine, but you still want it to be known that, yes, I'm an author. 
Yeah, totally. at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, so, not, I'm not an author. I don't have a book to mention, but I'm just saying for authors. Um, otherwise, we call it winging it is a waste. Yeah. So if you don't go in prepared for what, what, if, the, what if the host isn't prepared? Like you obviously are. But yeah. what if they don't ask me the questions that I want? What if they don't ask me about my book? What if they don't mention my company? What if they ask me something and I don't know how to respond to that? And how do I stay on message? So it's, it's about being prepared for the pitch doing the pitch in the correct way, like you've said, and then once you get the interview, nailing it because you've spent years writing this book, getting it published, spending all this money. And then if you get an interview and you just have a chitty chat chat, then you kind of wasted that opportunity. So it just, and, and we all love a chitty chat chat. I mean, hello, I'll talk to the cows come home, but you've got to have that plan in place to make sure, okay, well, I just need to hit this key point, hit this message and get that through a few times in the interview. And then it's a happy, happy times for everybody. Agreed. Agreed. And I, just to make sure I was clear on that, I, I do think the person has to prepare. Um, I just don't, I've had a few times that where people have like pitched me and they almost have like, like they, I don't want to say demand, but they've almost like requested very determinately that I ask them a specific set. Oh no, no this is your party. I'm the guest. You're running the show. I don't, I don't have a say yeah. in how this goes. And also the other thing people need to know with media, any kind of earned media, unless if it's an advertisement, that's one thing, but podcast is earned media. So you're in charge. You could edit this whole thing and it could be 30 seconds. And that's got, I, don't, I have zero say in the editorial. So when you're a guest at someone's party, you play by their rules. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. This was um, incredible. Last question I have for you. And I really do appreciate you coming on because I think um, this is really good for authors. And, and, you know, obviously me and you both serve authors. So um, if people are interested in the Talent Squad, what's the website? And then also if they're interested in connecting with you personally, um, you have a great personality, at least I think so. So if they're interested in uh, hanging out with you, uh, maybe while you watch Netflix or something, <laughs> where can they connect with you? Yeah, the talentsquad.com slash authors unite. So what I'm doing now, I'm just going to let you in behind the curtain. This is my call to action and that's my landing page. So I'm going to put um, an example of a one sheet there so you can have a look at that. Perfect. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thank you again for coming on the show. It was fun to chat with you. Thank you, Tyler. I can't, I'll, I'll talk to you breaking bad when it comes out.